0: Welcome to Family Travel Radio, the official podcast of the Family Travel Association. Family Travel Radio is on the air, helping you discover the world of possibilities family travel has to offer. On the wall in front of me, right here in my podcast studio, is a framed newspaper story from 2006. The newspaper is the Sacramento Bee, my hometown paper, and the story was written by... Me. The editor of the travel section had put out a call for stories from readers who had traveled with their mothers. And my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, knew how much I'd traveled with my grandmother and she suggested that I send in a story. So I did. And that story was published in the Mother's Day 2006 edition of The Bee under the headline, mom mental Journeys, Readers Share Travel Stories for Mother's Day. I wrote that story as a tribute to my grandmother who is responsible for sparking my passion for travel. Because She took me on three different trips when I was a teenager and another one when I was a young adult. We went to England, we went to Brazil and Argentina, Hong Kong, Thailand, Malaysia and Singapore, and then finally Australia and New Zealand. And although I may not have fully appreciated at the time how fortunate I was to have taken those trips. As I got older and older, I not only grew increasingly more grateful to my grandmother for taking me on those amazing trips, but I also began to realize the positive effect that travel had had on my life. Because after those trips with my grandmother, I kept traveling as an adult all over the world, sometimes alone, sometimes with friends, sometimes for months at a time. And what I later came to realize was that it was because of those early trips with my grandmother that I had. The desire to take those trips, but also the confidence to continue exploring the world as an adult. And now, many, many years later, and with kids of my own, I am passing on that gift of travel to my own kids. And that was a gift that was given to me by my grandmother many, many years ago. So recently I was asked by the Family Travel Association, of which this is the official podcast, I was asked by the FTA to do an interview about why taking family time to travel is so important. They wanted to hear my story and my experiences. And so what I've done right here in this episode is I'm going to go through my answers to those interview questions and share with you my thoughts about why travel is so important for young people and why taking family time is an absolute must in my view. So there is no guest today, or I guess you could say that I am the guest today. I'm going to interview myself is essentially what's happening here. I'll do my best to be a good guest. So if you're ready, let's do it. I'm very happy to welcome Aaron Schlein to the podcast today. Thanks to the generosity of his grandmother, Aaron traveled to four continents and a dozen countries before he was old enough to vote. And those early trips convinced him that travel is an essential part of life. More than two decades later, Aaron remains inspired by his grandmother's generosity and he honors her legacy by sharing the gift of travel with his own children and by helping other parents do the same. Aaron was born in Texas, raised in Southern California, and he currently lives in Sacramento, California with his wife and their two children who are growing up too fast. Aaron, welcome to Family Travel Radio. Well, hey, thanks. It's really great to be here. Excited to be part of Family Travel Radio. Love what you're doing. Can't wait to dive in. Aaron, tell me, at what age do you think you first started to realize that family vacations matter? Is there a specific story you can recall? Well, there's not one specific story. There's actually a series of stories, but they all center around traveling with my grandmother. It all started when I was 12. My grandmother, she surprised my family, my whole family, my parents and my sister, my younger sister and me with a trip to England. It was Christmas morning, 1989, excuse me, 1988. The trip happened in 89. Christmas morning, 1988, that she announced that she was going to treat us all she was going to take my family and me to to England for spring break in the upcoming year and that's exactly what happened cuz she uh, she traveled a lot Up to that point, my grandmother was a very experienced world traveler, and she would always send us back gifts and little trinkets and souvenirs from from all the places she'd visited. In my closet, I had a gondolier shirt. I think I might have had a a lederhosen, maybe a kilt from Scotland. I definitely had a beer stein from Germany, even though I was just a little kid. What am I going to do with a beer stein? But she always loved sending me, me gifts from all the places she'd been. But then at that point, sometime around 1988, I was 12 years old almost 12 years old, that it was time for us to start traveling, my sister and me, it was time for us to start traveling for ourselves and not just living vicariously through her and experiencing the world through cheesy souvenirs. So off to London, we went. We landed in London, Gatwick Airport, 1989. And that was, my life has never been the same since really. I have some incredibly strong memories from that trip. But one of the ones that I go back to time and time again is the way it made me feel to ride the tube in London. And I know I've shared this on the podcast before that riding the tube, experiencing that sense of independence as a 12-year-old kid riding around London, I was still with my family. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't literally by myself, but I knew how to do it. I was on the tube. I was on the subway. I knew I had the confidence that I could get around this city all by myself because I had such a great understanding of the subway and how it worked after just a few days there. So the next year, sometime, it's probably again around Christmas time, sometime in the winter, my grandma calls me up. She lived in Texas. I lived in Southern California. I get a call and my grandmother says, Hey, I have a group of friends of mine, one of whom is a teacher. And every spring she leads this group of friends and other teachers to Russia. This is Soviet Russia. Now this is 19, 1990. And she said, I am going to join my friend on this trip, and I wanted to know if you would like to go too. I didn't even think twice. I mean, the immediate yes, of course. So that following spring, so this is spring of 1990 now, I'm 13 years old, and I went to Russia, to Soviet Russia with my grandmother, and that was the trip. If I, I, I cut my teeth in terms of international travel on the trip to England, but it was the trip to Russia where... My mind my mindset my views on the world really began to change because being in Russia was so different being in England drive on they drive on the other side of the road things are a lot older people speak with an accent but for the most part it's life is very similar there Russia not so much especially not back then and I remember walking around I was dressed like a kid from Southern California I had my my Nike sneakers and my blue jeans and Ball cap kind of had a surfer thing going on, and I just remember the Russian kids. they'd follow me around and look at me. and it was like I was some sort of rock star. I, I literally remembered being followed around as we got off our bus in in Red Square. and I'd never experienced anything like it because it was crazy. I didn't feel like a rock star. I didn't go out of my way to to dress or act like an American. I was just a 13 year old kid from Orange County. but in Russia, I was a novelty. And the way I look at it now, the, the things that I did, the things that I wore to, to fit in back home, things like the ball cap, things like the, the jeans and the sneakers, all those things I wore to fit in back home made me stick out like a third thumb there behind the, the Iron Curtain in the Soviet Union. But I didn't leave Russia feeling like a rock star. I left with an understanding of how meaningless some of the things I valued really, really were. So moving on, as you're progressing through the timeline and getting back to your original question, when did I, I realize that, that these family vacations do matter? It, didn't ha- it was not one specific moment because as I grew older, I began to appreciate these trips more and more. And it was only when I became an adult and then ultimately became, became a father that I really, it really hit me just how impactful these trips were and just how critical these trips were in shaping the person that I became up to and including right now. I wouldn't be talking right now on this podcast if not for those early trips. Everything that's led up to this moment was predicated on those early trips with my grandmother, that priceless gift of travel that she gave me. It's fascinating, fascinating stuff, Aaron. Now as an adult, how has your perception of that family vacations matter concept, how has it grown or how has it changed? Well, like I said, it was... It was an evolution it, and it has has changed quite a bit over the years and now especially as a parent you know I feel like I have a blueprint because of the experiences I had as a young person that I was given a blueprint to use as I as my kids grow up to bring them into the world of travel and I've made the conscious choice that I'm bringing them in to experiencing the world international travel bringing them in at a lot younger age even than I first win. And I was 12 years old on that first trip to to England. I last year took my kids who at the time were uh, six and three or just turning six and three. I took my kids to London for their very first trip, the same way I had my first overseas trip uh, to London and to England back when I was 12. So they're way ahead of me in terms of the age they were when they had their first overseas trip. We've already got a trip planned to, to Paris and France in general for next spring the following year, we're thinking perhaps Asia, not quite sure, but we've got a long road ahead of us in terms of travel. So I'm not sure, I'm not sure I'm answering your question, but but, uh, the concept of of family vacations mattering, it's just becoming more and more critical as, as time goes by. And getting back to that blueprint that I was talking about, the blueprint that I have because of my experiences as a child, I'm executing on that blueprint with my own kids, but what I really hoping to do well beyond that is help other parents also understand and use that blueprint that these vacations are so important. These trips are so important. And the window of time is so relatively small for us as parents to to get our kids out into the world and make that huge impact on them the, the way that those trips had an impact on me because kids grow up, they get involved in their own things, their own activities, school. And before you know it, they're teenagers, then they're gone and that window is closed. So I really want parents to, to really appreciate how how precious and short these years are and take the take advantage of the, of the time we have take that time, get them out into the world and create those, those bonds, like the bond that I created with my grandmother. And her legacy lives on through me, uh, through my podcast, through my travels, and hopefully through the lives of other families that we can touch as well. Aaron, the Family Travel Association's research consistently finds that 58% of adults with a child under 17 don't use all of their paid time off. And another one out of every four parents uses less than half of their time off. Can you relate at a personal level to this group of folks who say that for one reason or another, they don't use all their paid time off? Now, that's that's an interesting question, and there's a lot to unpack there. You know, my my gut reaction is holy crap. Why are you not taking all your time off? But dig a little deeper and you know parents, human beings in general, but especially parents, we we mean well and but we're busy. We 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 just are busy and it it's very challenging to prioritize vacations even for folks like me who, you know, I firmly believe that this is one of the most important things we can do with our kids is show them the world. It's still challenging to make the time, to take the time to plan those vacations. So the last thing I want to do is essentially shame parents for not using their vacation time. What I do want them to do, what I would like to see more families do is have resources, to have resources like this podcast to help make travel more appealing. And more accessible and to feel like they have a support system in place. If they, you know, are feeling like they're stuck and they want to travel, but they just can't, you know, figure out ways to make the time. And that's really what I want to do with this podcast. But to answer your question directly, no, I cannot relate to the concept of not using paid time off. I use every second of my paid time off every year, but I don't wear that necessarily as a badge, a badge of honor. It's just The way I choose to live my life. And I'm here as a resource, as a a source of support for folks who want to also use that, all that time off and take those trips. It's not, it's not a judgment thing. You know, that 58%, that's a big number. It's too big in my opinion. Uh, But I understand that families, you know, parents are, are busy and it's, it's hard. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of challenges to overcome, but that's why we're here. That's why we have this podcast. And countless other resources at the Family Travel Association to help parents get over that fear, get over those challenges, and get them out the door. Well, thinking about American adults in general, what do you think employers and workplaces can do to help adults prioritize family vacations? Well, I certainly can't speak for any one employer, and I'm sure there are as many stories as the day is long, countless stories Countless examples of why someone, an individual, might choose not to use all their vacation days, whether it's pressure within the workplace or challenges at home that keep them from taking vacations. there's I'm sure there's countless stories. One thing that I would love to see companies do, and I'm doing some research on this right now to see if there's anybody out there actually doing this. I haven't come across any yet. And if there's anybody out there who does know of a company who's doing this, let me know. What I would love to see companies start doing is actually demonstrating their commitment to their employees using their time off and taking vacations by offering, as a perk, some sort of travel planning service, some way for employees to receive assistance in planning their vacations. The same way that a company might offer you know, legal counsel as a, as a perk or even you know, medical benefits, give them access to a travel advisor or a group of travel advisors to help them plan their vacations to encourage them to use that time off, to say, we're not just going to give you this vacation time, this two weeks or this three weeks. We're going to actually give you this resource as a perk of employment to help you plan that trip. I think that would be a game changer for a lot of people. And it would really shake up the culture within some of these companies or within these companies that might put this into practice. Because once people start using these travel advisors, once they start taking those trips and they start talking amongst each other, about the vacations they took and about how they worked with the travel advisor that might really create a, a domino effect of employees within an organization getting excited, feeling that they can take that vacation, that they have the support, not just the support from their, their boss from their supervisors, but they also have support in actually planning those trips and taking the time because planning trips is, can be exhausting and maybe some folks just don't want to take the time to plan a trip. But if they had someone, or some group supporting them and planning that trip, I think that would could be a game changer. And I think once once you get a couple of high-profile companies starting to do this, that could become the new standard, especially in a, a competitive job market like we're in today. You know, if you can offer something, a perk like that, that just can't be found anywhere else, that could be a game changer from the employer's side as well. Such an interesting idea. Never really even thought about that. But Anybody out there who actually has that kind of power within a company to start providing travel advising services to its employees, I hope you'll you'll take this information and, and put it into action. So Aaron, really appreciate you sharing on the podcast here. Before we say goodbye, speaking of action, just give us that one call to action. What's that one thing you just want people to take away from this interview, that thing you want them to do next? What I'd love people to do first is really just take a moment and reflect on the impact that we can all have on, on our children's lives. And perhaps you'll take some inspiration from my story, my story about traveling with my grandmother, that the impact that those trips had on me and knowing that parents out there, grandparents as well, aunts and uncles, cousins, friends, you know we all have the, the potential to have a positive impact on the young people in our lives through travel. So I really want folks to understand that and take advantage of the time we have these years with our kids when they're when they're home and they're under our wing so to speak. Those years are really short and I just would hate to see folks miss out on this incredible opportunity to to bond with their kids, spend this quality time and create these long-lasting, permanent, wonderful family memories. Like I said that window's short and you just don't want to miss out on those opportunities the world's waiting. So my friends, parents, everyone, but especially parents, take that time, use your paid time off, get out there, show your kids the world. Family Travel Radio and the members of the Family Travel Association, we are here to provide that support to show you that travel is probably easier and more affordable than you might think. And we're just really here to help parents overcome those challenges and get them out the door. And at the FTA, we're promoting a new hashtag that we would love to see parents start using when you are out taking those trips, taking that time off. And it's a very simple hashtag. The hashtag is take family time. Hashtag take family time. Post your pictures on social media of you taking those trips with your kids and then just use that hashtag take family time to to show the world where you stand and that you are in fact taking that time. Aaron Schlein, you have said it all. I really appreciate you taking some time to share with us today on Family Travel Radio. Aaron, it has been such a treat. hope to come back on again someday. Don't lose my number, my friend. Give me a call. Let's have lunch. Well, yes, indeed. I hope you enjoyed today's guest. I thought he was a little long-winded myself, but that's just me. Have a great Labor Day. If you're here in the United States of America, today is a holiday. Hope you're enjoying it. And we'll be right back here next week on Family Travel Radio. We're going to be talking cruises. For now, this is Aaron Schlein for Family Travel Radio and I'm signing off.